Hey everybody, a word from your hosts Matthew and Mason. We wanted to give a disclaimer that in this episode we talk about some sensitive topics that may not be suitable for ages underneath 13. So just as a heads up before you jump right in. Thank you. Welcome back to the Out of the Fire podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm here with Mason. Uh, we apologize for the delay on this episode. We both work full-time jobs and are in the process of moving out of our parents' house, so we've been pretty pretty hectic lately. But here it is, the long-awaited episode two. How are you doing, Mason? I'm feeling pretty good about this podcast episode. Awesome. I think, I think it's going to be good for people to kind of know more about us as, I guess, hosts of the mm-hmm. show. And... A little bit more about what we we personally believe and experience and kind of what lenses we filter information through so I'm excited to share yeah uh, so I guess right off the bat you know like Mason was talking about we wanted to just share more of where we're coming from and our our own personal biases I guess so we both come from fairly conservative backgrounds we've worked for conservative organizations etc that's sort of how we typically view things. We don't a big a big factor in us starting this podcast, at least for me, was that we don't want to be as partisan as we have been in the past, but at the same time, that's typically the lens we look at things through. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to lay out um, how we approach issues because I was raised in a conservative house. My parents are pretty conservative. I was not really I mean, I was around liberal friends, but I I was never really very close to them. Like, all my close friends are fairly conservative, and most of them, I mean, are pretty conservative. I mean, you, when I first met you, I mean, you were conservative through and through. No, not even a consideration for any other party belief. I I don't know about that. I know, Uh, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, you were, you're pretty against the government, limited government, pretty yeah. stay out of my life stay out of my way yeah. let me do my thing don't don't interrupt me and I'm, I'm kind of the same way I mean I'm more willing to not more willing than you but I'm like more willing now to like open my eyes to different programs and different uh, positions on things just because I mean everybody changes on their views so, like growing up and having more life experience and everything And I, I mean we're both pretty young I mean I'm 21 and you're 19 and you never learned how to read so Hello guys, I'm Matt. I'm 19 and I never learned how to read. <laughs> so that's a that's a meme joke for you guys. We're going to try and be more lighthearted this episode. We're going to try and be a little bit more funny and get some back and forth going and have a little bit more interesting humorous dialogue this episode because it's just us and we're pretty pretty good friends. We make jokes a lot. So uh, Matthew, you want to start sharing? Uh, yeah, so I actually never, I didn't grow up in the most political of households. Like my, my parents are they're conservative I guess my, my dad actually is more I guess I'd call him libertarian he's not neither of them are very politically active so I don't really know where it came from with me like what got me into politics it just sort of happened and you know going on the internship and all this stuff I've been doing in the past few years of my life being fairly politically active it's just gotten me that much more interested but uh, another thing I'd like to clarify is this is not a political podcast this is not exclusively political we just talking about 
whatever whatever comes to our minds really right we may have we might have some kind of offshoot about uh, brands of sweet tea I'm drinking gold peak right now uh, currently currently pretty top tier on my list of sweet teas Milo's is very low um, any off-brand basically is pretty low as uh, gold peaks pretty good Snapple and oh don't <laughs> don't drink into the mic oh. <laughs> Snapple's what Snapple in Arizona are my go-to's. I don't drink just sweet tea. Like, I drink flavored tea. Yeah. Because I, I just don't like the flavor on its own. Right. I I don't know. I can't get behind all those flavors. Like, uh, Arizona's... Okay, I will say this. Um, the mango, the mucho mango, it's really good. Mango is a, a sub-tier fruit, along with pineapple. Um, it's garbage and should not be consumed by human beings. Well, I'm not actually eating mango. I'm, I mean, it's flavoring, but I like the taste. Yeah, I'm Arizona green tea all the way. That's that's most of what I drink. Pretty bland. It's it's delicious, bro. Ginseng and honey. Mm. Okay. Fantastic. I like honey. Cents. I, I like okay. Nine. The price point gets me. I go to I the gas station agree. and buy like five of those. Yeah, five dollars for however many pints of tea that is is a pretty good deal. Yeah. I don't know. I like I like the Gold Peak stuff. It's what I've been drinking ever since we moved to Austin. I got it, and it was just like, man, it's consistently good. I yeah. think is the thing. It's like there's never really a bad batch. It just always tastes the exact same. Processed sweet tea. Remember how I used to drink that uh, Lipton peach tea? Oh gosh, that I, was disgusting. I got I liked it at first, and then I got so tired of it, and now I never want to drink it again. I hate it. A lot of people. I don't. I think I was the only one that liked it. Like I, no one else would touch it. So it was kind of nice. Because I never had to worry about it not being there because I was the only one that drank it. Right. But that also resulted in a lot of burnout. You know, when I mentioned that we were going to just, you know, we might talk about sweet teas, <laughs> I didn't really mean to start a, a, a full-blown tangent. But you know what? It is what it is. It happens. But on my side of, on my side of things, I was raised in a fairly conservative household. Um, I, was, I, was, I won't say forced into politics. But I was definitely pushed into it. Um, in high school, I was required to uh, perform uh, extemporaneous speaking, so I was talking about current events, which primarily was politics and political events, international events, um, and it could have been, you know, earthquakes over in Vietnam or, or tsunamis in Japan or whatever it might be. Whatever is like basically a, a large event that has a a widespread effect that the news covers is really kind of the topic pool type of topics that National Christian Forensics and Communications Association NCFCA would pull from and so part of that is just preparing so you had to know everything you had to research everything and then really getting into it first was the hardest because you had to find out all the background information that you didn't know so that when you got up got up there to speak you would have a you know, well-rounded speech where you could bring up, oh, and 10 years ago, this happened and it affected the economy in this way. And, you know, you kind of had to play around with that and, and get a lot of background information that you probably didn't have or didn't know before. There's a lot of catch-up playing when you're doing that. So that kind of got me into politics. And then I was doing speech and debate, well, debate side of that. And that kind of pushed me into researching political philosophies and reading a bunch of different uh, political philosophers and it just kind of got me interested and I definitely think I am very influenced by what I read in high school and what I studied and so I mean there were certain resolutions 
that I disagreed with or, or wanted to have a different view on or wanted to argue something different, but I couldn't because the resolution was one way or one point. So for example, rehabilitation versus, versus retribution mm-hmm. as a punishment philosophy or ideology in the criminal justice system. And I heavily disagree with retribution because mm-hmm. if you look at a correctional facility, its purpose is to correct a behavior that is unwanted and hurtful in a community and mm-hmm. in a nation and correct that behavior and then send the person back out into the community with a corrected behavior yeah. and more information than they had when they went in. And I don't see that really. And so I was always heavily in favor of rehabilitation. And so I'm, I'm kind of like funky because I, I, I'm fairly conservative on a lot of things like the Second Amendment, personal freedom, liberty, and uh, privacy. And then when it comes to other issues like the criminal justice system or immigration, I'm pretty lax on it. Yeah. More so than more hardcore conservative friends of mine. Yeah. Uh, The rehabilitation versus retribution argument was something I I just recently, I think, came around to your side on that argument because I was was heavily in favor of uh, retribution in the past. You know, the typical conservative stance. But, the death penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you you showed me some statistics on that that sort of uh, changed my mind. I, I I wouldn't say I'm 100% either way at this point, but it's something I'm I'm definitely thinking about a lot more. And I've I've started looking at the whole justice system in in a new light recently. So yeah, I mean, if you look at how parents raise their children, positive reinforcement is generally a much stronger and more effective way to correct a behavior in a child than negative reinforcement and criminal justice system should be kind of looking at people as children because the majority of people who are in the criminal justice system are come from troubled backgrounds have issues that are causing them to act out in a certain way and most of the time that can impact how they interact with people in prison how they interact with officials getting out of prison and what you were saying, just sharing the statistics about uh, the criminal justice system, I mean, all you have to do is look at recidivism rates in the United States. So the rate at which criminals recommit crimes after getting out of prison, and it's insane. They're the highest in the world in the United States. And that's, I mean, that's a problem for me. I mean, I don't want people who are coming out of the criminal justice system going right back in for the same thing that they were there initially for. I yeah. mean, you would think that something should have changed. And I think the responsibility of changing it is lies on the system and not the person themselves. Yeah, I think I think there are a lot of failings in our criminal justice system. You know, just a, a fact that we have so many people in it. We have a quarter of the world's prisoners, and right here in the United States, and not a quarter of the world's population, not even close. So. Yeah, and we have three hundred and twenty something million people in the United States, something, around there, yeah. something close to that. And India has several billion as does China, or I think it's like 1.7 billion, and then China has, I think, over 2 billion people. I can't remember the exact population statistics on that. You guys can fact check us and direct message us on Instagram or comment or leave us a review and be like, you guys were wrong. Yeah, we have the tendency to just say things sometimes. Yeah, sometimes we'll just throw out a number and be like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I vaguely remember reading something about this being correct, and I'll just throw this out as fact right now. Yeah, have you ever seen West Wing? Uh, no. Okay, so there's an episode, it's, you know, about a, a fictional president in the White House and his cabinet, and uh, there's an episode 
where he just starts throwing out, the president starts throwing out economic statistics, like, off the top of his head. And he was an economics professor, so they just assume he was right. <laughs> and afterwards, uh, his, his staff asks him, he's like, um, how did you know all that? And he's like, I didn't. I just made it up. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, man. Oh, Fake yeah. it till you make it. Everybody should watch West Wing, by the way. Way better than House of Cards. Amazing I've show. never watched either. House of Cards was good at first, and then it's just... My parents watched... Uh, that's with something Casey, right? Uh, Kevin Spacey. He Spacey, who, not Stacy. shall not be named. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. We did name him, though. We did, but, you know... We'll edit it out. No, it's good. It's good. We'll edit it out, so it's just he who will not be named. I don't think this is monetized anyway. That's okay. Nobody cares. I say that, someone's going to be like, I care. Yeah. No, House of Cards is terribly inaccurate it's a good good drama just not accurate at all to the political system people don't just whack people yeah people don't just walk into the urinal next to a guy and start talking to him be like hey you need to throw him up against the urinal i don't know i've seen like one scene i I do not remember this okay i know what my parents my parents watched house of cards and i think there's one scene where kevin spacey walks into the bathroom next to a senator or something and he's using the restroom and kevin spacey just walks up next to him and starts using the urinal right next to him and they start having a conversation and kevin spacey tries to intimidate him or something it's possible there there is one one time where he like pushes someone in front of a subway or whatever oh jeez. just because rick they were in his Oh jeez, right. Now they're in his way politically, and you know that I I don't think that happens very often. Not at least in the United like, States. Did he kill him? Yeah, he oh. killed the person. Oh god. Um, it was okay. a moving subway. That's violent. It's a violent show. Is it like uh, what's the meth show? Cooking meth or Breaking Bad? Ba- Breaking Bad. I've never British, seen that. You've never. I've seen never Breaking seen Breaking Bad. Bad either. It is a masterpiece. That and The Office are the greatest shows of all time. Never seen The Office. You've seen bits the and office. pieces. You've seen The Office through me. I've watched it. I've seen I've seen The Office in about as much as I could say I've seen House of Cards. I've walked in on scenes. Fair enough. I've walked in when people have been watching it and just wished that I hadn't. Wow. Okay. It'd be You're like walking in that. on something embarrassing. Like you don't want to. I don't want to watch it. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm gonna get a lot of flack for not watching that show. I can already The Office and Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'm or I'm or I can already hey, I like Parks and Rec and I love um New Girl. Okay guys? Those are both great shows, but they're they're just several tiers below the office. You know, and, and you should get all the flack that is coming to you. Okay. I want everyone listening to this to just I'll turn on my flak jacket and, perk. That was gross. <laughs> <laughs> for all my gamers out there, all my gamers watching my flak jacket perk is on. Oof. That, that perk is garbage. Mm-hmm. Get me started. Bro, it's not that garbage. No, it's, it's not garbage as in it's bad. It's garbage as in it, it, it's broken. It is kind of broken. It's overpowered. I, I, I turn on, uh, whenever I play multiplayer matches, I have the specialist, so I get the three extra perks or whatever, and I always have that as one of them. Scavenger, Scavenger flak jacket, hard, hard point or hard? I think it's hard point. Hard point. Are all our gamers out there gonna be like, bro? Are you dumb? Do you even do you even game, bro? You suck. That's I, not what it's called. I don't play. I don't play Call of Duty that much, or at least not as much as I used to. But you know, I hop on every once in a while. And we play Smash Bros. quite a bit. Yes, we play all of the Smash Bros. all the time, and I rage quit most of the time. Yeah, he he rage quit right before this this episode. Actually, we played some some rounds, and we played two to yeah. be exact, and right. I won the first one. And Matthew three stocked me. Matthew three stocked me in the second one, and I rage quit. I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Jigglypuff is trash. Jigglypuff is the best character. 
Eh, I still like Simon. Although his recovery is pretty bad, the whip, the whip kind of makes up for it in ledge recoveries if you're close enough. Fair enough. This is getting super nerdy. If, if you don't know what Smash Bros. is at this point, wow. Why are you even listening to us? It's, I mean, Smash Bros. is a huge part of our, our character arcs as people. Our, our anime character arcs. Our anime character arcs. Are we we're just song. going so, so deep into the nerddom. You know what? We can back out. <laughs> we can climb out of this hole we're digging. Uh, it's pretty deep, but we'll try. Uh, anybody that actually wants to see us play some matches, let us know, and we'll take some videos and put them up somewhere. Heck yeah. Create an Instagram account or something, get some highlights or whatever, if you guys are interested in that. If not, then we'll stay off of it for you. Oof. But. So uh, what's been on your mind recently? You know, something, What's happened recently that's got you thinking in the, the news sphere, I guess? Hmm. Something that Emma was telling me about, Emma's my fiance for those that don't know, um, was the Wayfair situation. I think I brought this up to you, uh, the child and human trafficking accusations against the furniture company because of different listings that they had on the website for large storage containers that were exorbitantly priced, like several thousands of dollars and the names, the titles, or the tags of the storage and shipping containers, or whatever they were, were of children. The names were of children that had gone missing that month, which doesn't really seem like a practical joke. No. Doesn't really seem like something that would be funny, but especially with the current political landscape and the current societal landscape of how everyone is getting up in arms about everything that I think people should be. I think people should be getting in arms, up in arms about human trafficking. I mean, that's absolutely mm -hmm. horrendous and uh, horrid. I mean, it, it's appalling to think about. Yeah. I mean, I just saw that and I saw that and I, was, I saw the screenshot of the listings and I was like, that can't be real. But they were taken, I mean, the listings were on the website and Wayfair took them down mm -hmm. and made a public statement, no, we're not we're not child trafficking and took them down and then said that they were going to look over the listings and redo all of the information all the descriptions so that it more accurately portrays the type of storage unit that it is mm -hmm. or storage piece or closet or whatever it is and Emma was telling me about a an Instagram influencer that received a message from someone who was a former employee of Wayfair in the sales division and they told the person, the influencer, that they, whenever they got a call for a specific department and it was like a specific like club rewards type thing for Wayfair, it's called the Platinum or I'm getting this wrong, I know I am, it's some kind of exclusive membership type deal and they were always required to immediately defer them to the group of people who handled those customers. And they were never allowed to contact, talk to, or meet with, or be around those reps. It's a very closed off system. Yeah, I mean they were, they, internally, there's this group of sales reps that handle a specific type of customer who are in a specific echelon and no one else is allowed to talk to them, no one else is allowed to deal with them, and whenever they get a call and it's someone who is that type of member, they're immediately transferred to this other call center or this other group of sales reps. And that in and of itself was scary to me, because I was like, even if that isn't true, 
that's still kind of fishy. Like, where would that person have come up with something like that? Amy, they said that they were quitting Wayfair in two weeks because of everything going on and because of how eerie it is. Especially if some if that person actually does work there, I can't even imagine. I mean, seeing this and then hearing everything and then looking at it and then thinking, "Oh my gosh, that might be true because this is the system that I see." And I've always just played it off as, "Oh, you know, they're exclusive members, whatever. We have a special team for them." But if you think about it, I mean, you would have to have that kind of security if you're running some kind of human trafficking ring. Yeah, and I I think it's entirely plausible. Yeah. This is, the, I, I just heard about this story when Mason mentioned it to me the other day, so I, I know very little about it, but when he told me, I was, I was blown away, because I've, I've never heard of anything like this. Um, yeah. But it sounds like their system leaves a lot of room to, to doubt their, I guess, their intentions. Their credibility. Yeah, their credibility. Um, so, yeah. It's you, scary. Yeah. I was reading, there's been a whole bunch of uh, activism on Instagram lately about sharing statistics and information about um, missing children Mm -hmm. and how many go missing every year. And I think I saw somewhere that it was like 300,000 children go missing in the United States every year, Mm -hmm. I think. I might just fact check myself on that. Did you see the the post I shared in my story the other day on Instagram about the uh, whole child trafficking and child pornography industry mm-hmm. that, that, that was, uh, press release yeah that was mind-blowing I'm not gonna go into it because it's it's pretty graphic but it, it basically just went explained you know what actually happens in that industry and how young the kids are that this is happening to and it's just it, it, it brought me to tears legitimately because like I've it's the most repulsive thing I've ever heard and I can't believe that that actually happens in this country so I just fact-checked myself, Uh and I am flabbergasted. Were you wrong? Yes, very. All right. In a bad way. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, roughly 800,000 children are reported missing each year in the United States. That's roughly 2,000 cases per day. Good Lord. That is astronomical. Yeah. It says here that of those, there are 115 child, quote-unquote, stranger abduction cases each year, which I guess is just an internal label or tag for the type of case. And it says that's where the child was taken by a completely unknown person. But if you look at, like, have you watched the Netflix documentary on Ghislaine Maxwell and... No, I haven't. What's his name? Jeffrey Epstein? Yes, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. No, I've 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 seen it around. It's always like in the top ten or whatever, but I haven't I haven't watched it yet. It's depressing. Yeah. Epstein did not kill himself, by the way. That is a fact. Epstein everyone, did not kill everyone, himself. if you're listening to this podcast and you think otherwise, please message us so that we can talk to you. <laughs> not so that we can, you know, berate you with the truth, but so that we can soothe you into a new way of thinking. Because Epstein did not kill himself in that cell. Absolutely impossible. So, uh, you know that band I listen to, Dance Gavin Dance? Yes. Uh, for anyone who hasn't heard of them, one of the greatest bands ever, in my opinion. But in one of their, they released like two singles, and uh, each of the, the covers was like a half of a cruise ship or whatever. Um, so on that cover, when you combine the two or whatever, and you zoom in, 
actually on the cruise ship it says in really small writing epstein didn't kill himself <laughs> and that was just the greatest move ever in my opinion it made me so happy to see that it's very true it's something that is now a meme but is also factual i mean we don't know that it's factual but i mean there are a lot of things that i mean do not add up there's nothing adds up in that yeah. story i don't think there's a single thing that supports that jeffrey epstein killed himself no I mean, I could be Sean Spencer walking into that cell and immediately tell that he didn't. And you're Gee Butters, Buttersnaps in this situation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how like quickly that story kind of got swept under the rug. Absolutely. Like, everything that's been going on, people just keep going on to the next thing, and it's like we need to be ta- we need to be talking about this because that is a huge scandal. So many victims in, in that case. and Not uh, even just victims. He was involved with so many high-profile yes. people, every one of which, if there were nefarious dealings, have a motive to have him killed so that he doesn't talk. Yeah, and there were, there were a number of, of people that, you know, I kept hearing stories about or seeing stories about on news sites that, you know, this person was, you know, in his, in his notes, in his journal or whatever, uh, as possibly being linked to this, and then here we are i've heard nothing about it since you know yeah so have you seen any of the information that was released of flight records of people going to jeffrey epstein's island uh i because you'd be shocked at the people on the list i i heard some some stuff about the people you know flight records just on the plane in general uh beyonce is on that list really beyonce went um there's a whole bunch of people. Bill I mean, Clinton flew on that plane. Oh, absolutely. Quite Donald a few Trump. Times. Probably all the time. Yeah. Probably every flight, I imagine. I don't know. A lot of times. Donald no, Trump was Bill Clinton involved. was actually on the on the oh, yeah. It was Trump as well. I'm sure. Yeah. I haven't sifted through them all, but very high profile celebrities, A list celebrities all around on those flights going to his island. Yeah. And knowing the type of person that Jeffrey Epstein was I can't, I mean, you can't make a point that there wasn't illicit dealings going on on that yeah. island. The, the plane was called the Lolita Express, so yep. why why would you ever be on that plane if you weren't involved in yeah. something underhanded? Yeah. It's sad that people resort to those kinds of means to build wealth. It's very sad. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. There, there's just the last few years... We've been learning so much about so many people in power, you know, um, Harvey Weinstein, oh, yeah. Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey, all these people just abusing their power to victimize anyone around them and, you know, leveraging that against them so that those CK. people, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. wild. And I, I think overall it's a good thing. You know, some, many people have been targeted that I don't think should have. You know just because you had a bad date i don't i don't think that means you were assaulted and there have been several stories like that where they're just coming after everyone but i think as a whole the movement has been good and i'm glad that people are being uh called out called out on this yeah yeah there's there's no way that society as a whole is going to ever get rid of this kind of issue that being of of sexual har- assault harassment and I think just being more aware of it and speaking out is the is the part of the solution, not the entire solution, because obviously there needs to be more punitive measures in place mm-hmm. where it's not 
oh yeah, we'll do an internal investigation where your good old boy buddies are investigating you and they know about everything. They're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's good. We're good. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll never get rid sweeping of it everything onto the in, into the shredder. Yeah. Basically. Actually, my family was watching Psych last night, which is why I brought up Sean Spencer and Gee Buttersnaps, which is Gus, Burton Guster's mm-hmm. nickname in that episode, which is uh, when the sister of Detective O'Hara comes in, the brother, excuse me, of Detective O'Hara comes in, and it's John Cena, and he's playing a military operative, high-profile agent, the U.S. government. And he gets a call, and they're doing an investigation. He says, look, I need you to find the person who did this first, and I need to make sure they don't. So John Cena's, like, taking documents out of files that he had clearance to see before everyone else and thrown in the shredder, and I think that definitely happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're learning a lot of that now. And, you know, like, I, like we said, we'll, we'll never get rid of it, but the best thing we can hope for is to just make it as difficult as possible to get away with it. Absolutely. Man, we kind of got depressing in that run. We went from from Smash Bros to sex trafficking and yes, the uh, Me Too movement and all all sorts of things. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's important though to talk about those things. Yeah, because even though they make you uncomfortable, that's part of the reason why people like that are, are thriving. Yeah, in society, it's because you know talking about it makes you uncomfortable, so you just don't. Yeah, and then they keep doing it and get away with it. And that's a problem. I just, I can't, I I just struggle with that so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, just thinking about all of the dealings that Jeffrey Epstein had and Ghislaine Maxwell, it's just insane. But reading that uh, statistic, 115 stranger abductions, Ghislaine mm-hmm. Maxwell is never a stranger to the girls that she gets into the house. Yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell is never a stranger to the people who she is having trafficked. I mean, she creates a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, another name on that list of people going to the island was Ellen DeGeneres. Really? Yes. Wow. And that was something I found very disturbing because one of the big key things for Ellen DeGeneres' show is finding talented young children, wow. having them on the show with their parents or alone, and that just kind of gave me a creepy vibe thinking about it and seeing that she'd been there, been associated with Jeffrey Epstein. And then that like, that's her whole show. And I think the show's being canceled. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I heard something along those lines, but that like, I, I, my head just started, the wheels in my head just started turning and I was just starting this conspiracy theory about Helen, how Ellen DeGeneres is using her platform and show to scope out victims. Cause if you think about it, how much money do you have to pay a parent, a very poor parent to take their child and educate them for them. Give them a good life, give them a good education. You don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. We'll take care of them. And it's all a lie. Yeah. But the parent thinks, you know, they're gonna give them a better thing than they could for whatever reason. Yeah. And that, because that's, I mean, it's so easy. That's all Ellen would have to do. And I don't know that that happens. That's absolutely unsupported. I have no evidence of that, but it's just my in my head, yeah. just looking at that. I mean. If you were a very impoverished parent of a child and you get reached out to by a show that produces millions of dollars that you probably have watched and laughed at and seen, and they say, hey, your kid's super special, we want to have him on the show, blah, 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 
and then you have them on the show, and then Alan Dangerous comes back there, or someone comes back there, and says, "Hey, we want to help you out. We want to send this kid to this school. We want to, you know, we want to help you guys." Mm-hmm. I don't know. People just want the best for their kids. Yeah, I mean yeah. that that would be a super easy way, I I think, to manipulate a parent. Yeah. But again, I have no evidence of that. Absolutely no supportive facts. Just something that I was thinking about, and something that lines and dots started to connect in my head yeah that makes sense to me i don't know if they're true or not but that was just something i was thinking about and i was like what yeah that, that's crazy i've actually been like a big ellen fan for a while i, I oh, watched yeah. her a lot when i was younger yeah i love ellen degeneres yeah. or loved i don't know about now yeah that's crazy it's like yeah. you think about it i mean you, all of this new information comes to light and you're like wait they had dealings with this kind of person and we know this person was trafficking human beings Mm-hmm. And we know this person has a job in an industry where she finds young people and gives them a, a day in the spotlight or 20 mm-hmm. minutes in the spotlight or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like it could be possible, but... Yeah, there, there are certainly some, some dots that connect. So. Anyway, it's Ellen DeGeneres, I'm coming for you. I'm personally? Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm take just kidding. No, I have, I have no power to do that. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's disheartening sometimes to learn about all these people you you grew up watching. You know, tons of people grew up watching Bill Cosby. He was built on like this wholesome family image. Yep. And you learn, you know, he's the the most prolific sexual predator in the world. Maybe. It's crazy. I don't know if he's the most prolific in the world, but definitely a large yeah. one of one of the most prolific sexual top predators. ten for yeah. sure. He's. So many victims, it's absurd. I, yeah, man is truly evil. It's absurd. But anyway, I want to tell some dad jokes real quick. Oh, really? Yeah, we're gonna have a segment called Daddy O Jokos. I'm just kidding. That was a joke, but I do want to tell some dad jokes. So, all right. shoot. All right, here we go. Actually, this isn't even a dad joke. This is just a funny story. So, I was in the mechanic shop working and the tool guy Matco his name's Jeff Stedger comes in and he's talking to us telling us the story he was over at uh, the 7-Eleven off Cartwright and Buckner and getting gas or getting diesel for his truck and he heard screaming and he looks over and this woman is screaming with like fire on her arm like she's caught her arm on fire oh, wow. she had a cigarette there was a cigarette on the ground so he thinks he maybe got gas on her and caught her arm on this fire is a very funny story Mason well anyway so she's literally flailing her arm around, and Dallas PD, there's an officer, comes out of nowhere, runs and taxle, tackles her, and she, she starts patting her arm out and helping her, and she's still screaming, and her arm is obviously burned, and he helps her up, and then he puts her arms around her back and starts handcuffing her, and Jeff's like, dude, what are you doing? And the cop is like, she was waving a firearm. <laughs> I am now physically ill. <laughs> Okay. I'm happy with that one. Randy uh, is probably maybe listening to this podcast. I'm I'm telling this joke for you, man. (laughs) It got me. He went in the shop. He was like, no, I got that as soon as he said the cop started cuffing her. Uh, And I was like, I didn't even get it. I was, I I didn't get it to the punchline. Yeah. Which I don't think you did either. I didn't. Wow. Okay. I'll give you that one. It's not too bad. You got any, got any good dad jokes? I don't. I didn't know we were doing this. Any jokes at all? I'm, I'm not typically. Uh, You're not like a prepared joke guy. You just kind of crack yeah. them in the moment. Yeah. Kind of more witty than funny. Fair enough. 
I think being witty though leads to funny, so maybe I don't know. They're yeah, not. In. If people laugh, it's good enough for me. That's true. No, I'm I'm a lifelong hater of dad jokes and puns. But I've come I've come around recently yeah. in Austin. <laughs> you you and you and Steven. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. You know. We threw Helped some me pretty on we threw some pretty corny jokes around. Yeah. Hey, uh why don't eggs tell jokes? Why? They crack each other up. Oh. Astounding. Did you hear the rumor about the butter? No. I'm gonna spread it. This has gone so downhill. Stop. Don't don't drink into the mic. It's, I won't do it's it again. the worst noise. So many people are just gonna click off of this. There's immediately as soon as they hear that, bloop, yeah. 34, 35 minutes in, I'm done. I, I that I was would, it for me. I would be done with this podcast at that point. I'll just quit. Alright. It's just gonna be me. Yep. Matt alone. Yeah. What's brown and sticky? I don't know. A stick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, but anyway. So yeah, let us know, guys, if you have any topics you guys want us to talk about. If you guys have any interesting ideas or conspiracy theories, we'd love to have a segment about that where we just discuss conspiracy theories, like the one that I mentioned about the ominous Ellen DeGeneres. And the the Wayfair one. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily a conspiracy theory because there are some facts. Well, I don't know. Conspiracy theories do they, have facts supporting them most of the time. Yeah. There's got to be some element of of truth bush did 9-11 yeah okay alex jones <laughs> i always say that one as a joke you've gone too far yeah i i'm not a fan of 9-11 conspiracies yeah i am um, i I, w- I went deep down that rabbit hole of like disproving them for a while and like i think they're very blatantly false yeah and people just do it to do it if you look at the science behind like uh, what happened to those buildings you know when the planes hit they're like well jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams it's like no they don't it weakened them and they snapped so there, there's there's a very easy explanation for what happened to those buildings yeah i mean all you have to do is i mean even those buildings are you know built to code you take out a core piece or even weaken a core piece i don't want to say millions of pounds maybe millions of pounds Maybe maybe even millions of tons, I don't know, of weight will come crashing down as it did. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think there needs to be some conspiracy theory like like this in these situations. Like we know these I mean you you were on one of the towers and I mean you added probably fifteen <laughs> tons, don't you think? Oh really? I was, you know, less than a year old. You were a fat baby. I I was kind of a chubber. Chubbers? I was kind of a chubbers. I was a chunky baby. Fifteen tons worth well, of baby flour. At first, I wasn't. I was like six pounds. Oh dang! You were six pounds when you were born. Yeah. I think I was twenty-eight. That's impossible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My my cousin was born. Uh, he was he was like ten and a half pounds when he was born. I thought that that's just an absolutely massive baby. And he, yeah, he was. He was huge, massive. That's basically what you weigh now. Ten pounds. Yeah. Give or take a few dozen. A few dozen? A few dozen pounds. My yeah. bad, you weigh 40, 46 pounds. Are you, Ladies, are you Matthew using... is single. 40, coming in at 46 pounds, sopping wet. Apparently anorexic. <laughs> so. No, we can't make jokes about 
anorexic people. That's a serious health condition. Fair Actually, enough. I don't know. It's, okay. Maybe we can make jokes about anorexic people. I wasn't uh, making fun of them as, as a group. I'm just saying someone who's 19 who's 40, years old and 46, 46 pounds, pounds would be considered anorexic. Yeah, that... that oof. I don't even want to picture that. Actually, I, I think that's. I think they'd be considered dead. I don't. Think <laughs> I, can, I don't think you can be your size and forty six no, you, pounds. You your can't. bones probably weigh more. Your brain definitely doesn't, but your bones probably weigh. Actually, more than my brain is like fifty percent of my body weight. I believe it. It's, you exercise that thing, although you're trash at word hunt. Okay, but anagrams though. Anagrams is not that. That's a different part of the brain. It's. That's like I really the, don't think it's like it the is. tibula. I really don't think it's a different part of the brain. You're not even going to correct me that I just said tibula, which is a bone in... Okay, well, I was, I, was, I was stuck on the first part. Oh, yeah. So if you guys want to see some word hunt action, let us know, because Matthew will get creamed all day long. I am not that bad some at word hunt. creamed okay. corn. You're the only one that destroyed. beats me at word hunt. Everyone else I play with, I win. Who do you play with? I mean, you live in Venus. All How many people are smart in Venus? Whoa. I'm just kidding. Whoa. Yeah, uh, so I live in a very small town named... Venus, uh, like three, four. Not the planet. People. Not the planet. It is a different planet. Though. I, I am, I am so beyond tired of having to tell people <laughs> I, I don't live on the planet Venus. That's the worst part about living there, honestly. Because hey, where do you live? I live on Venus. Ah ha ha! Funny joke. Ah ha! You live on, <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I, I got tired of that by the time I was like five. So, but no, it's, it's a very small town in rural Texas. But I will say, actually, Venus does have a really nice Whataburger. If you go inside, which, you know, it's not something people really do right now. But back in the day, the good old days, before... The Rona. Yeah, before the end of the world. Yeah, it's a very nice... It's, in, it's connected to an Exxon, so it's weird. But it does Just have... A, always go to the drive-thru. Yeah, it is a very nice Whataburger inside, because usually you go inside. All I, rem- all I can remember about anything other than that water burger there is at Brookshire Brothers when we were visiting with your friends that worked there months ago and you were telling me a story about crackheads coming in and stealing baby formula that did happen do they cut something with that or did they yeah, just steal because so, it it's so, worth a lot of money no the, the the reasoning behind that this this actually this did happen uh, people came in while I was at the store an entire shelf full of baby formula. I actually saw them. I was on the aisle when they were doing it. I saw them, like, ha- they had duffel bags, and I went up to talk to them, and they just sort of bolted out the store. But Did you not chase them? Their car was parked right outside. Oh. Also, they, they, they were two big dudes, so... Two big old dudes. What, would I, what was I going to do when I caught them? I wonder if that's how you get jacked. It, just baby formula. Baby formula. <laughs> it's it's, it's supposed to be nutritious, isn't it? I'm sure. And that's... I assume so. Otherwise, why would you give it to your child? So the reason they steal it is because they cut cocaine with it to, you know, save costs. Wow. So they, they mix it with, with cocaine. Man, I bet you got some interesting flavored cocaine going around. I, I don't think... You got mashed greens. I don't think cokeheads are the pickiest of people. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm Their wrong. Their taste buds are probably fried. Yeah. I, I don't even... I, I guess it doesn't even go through the mouth. I don't know how you take, I guess, through the nose. That's, I guess, what I would think. Or a syringe? I don't know. The, the nose is closely associated with smell, so. Oh, okay. Or the nose is closely associated with taste, rather. It's obviously associated with smell. Right. It's yeah. crazy. It, it was crazy. I, I did witness a robbery, I guess. We had to, we had to, 
keep isn't it. that in a locked shelf now a locked cabinet it, I, it was for a while i don't know if it still is money's worth a baby powder a baby formula did they steal over a thousand dollars what yeah because it's like 17 dollars a can it's ludicrously expensive Wow. And they stole the whole shelf. So it was over $1,000 worth of just baby formula. This little section on the aisle, over $1,000. Worth of merch, just gone out the door. Yeah. So and you're responsible. Yeah. I, I guess so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Is that why you got fired? I didn't get fired. <laughs> I, I quit to go to Austin on an internship. No, no I'm just kidding. I bear no ill will towards Brisher Brothers. It was a great starter job. So weren't you there several years? About two. No. Well, I did leave for a while to go work with my dad, so oh, there okay. was like a time gap in the middle. But yeah. Yeah. A new segment, Brisher Bros. <laughs> Brisher Bros. Where we sit in the grocery store and record our podcast talking to all of the staff. The wonderful staff over at Brookshire Bros. This is a pretty good staff. Yeah. Or at least it was when I worked there. It's all new people now. Fascinating. Sorry, this is uh, we're just kind of rambling now, but how's your water? <laughs> My water is great, thank you. What, what brand is this? Great Value. Uh, shout out to Great Value. I is it really? No, it's... It is it? Good and, good and Gather. This is... What? I've never heard of this brand before. Good and Gather. Shout out. Sponsor us, ya boys. Great... Okay, he just chunked it off the balcony. It was yeah. an empty water bottle, for that matter, and a small one at that. But yeah, shout out to Good and Gather. Great pH levels, just really, really quality stuff. Amen. Um, really, I would like Gold Peak to sponsor us because I need a red solo cup of this every five Arizona. minutes. I, I need an Arizona sponsorship. Okay, well, you work on that. I'll work on Gold Peak. Let's let's be real. We're, we're never going to get sponsors. Well, we might if we keep doing it. I mean, give us some information, guys. We want to hear from you, from our 45 listeners, and we want to hear if you guys are enjoying the podcast. Do we really have 45? I think we have I think we have close to 100 listens across platforms. Oh, cool. Yeah. We have someone in Oregon, so shout out to the fam up in Oregon. Okay. I know you guys don't have Whataburger, so that sucks, um, but we'll ship it to you we, we if will. you'd like. Let, it, let us know, and we will send we'll, you some Whataburger. We'll tell Whataburger, look, give it to us uncooked. We'll send it to you in a refrigerated package. You can cook it yourself. We will do that for you. You you must know the um, the glory of Whataburger. It's, it's absolutely life-changing. If you've never had it, it's, it's a whole new world. And for our one listener in Spain, we love you to death. Do we have a listener in Spain? You know, I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying countries now. That would be that would be amazing. How, how would someone in Spain have even heard of this? I don't know. What is going on? The internet on? is a crazy thing. Anyway, that's, that's a sign that we need to wrap up the podcast. We've rambled for 48 and minutes and 24 seconds, so let's just wrap it up, let you guys get back to doing whatever it is you were doing before you just started listening to us, and we're excited to do our next podcast. Yeah, the, uh, the episode should likely be coming with a lot more regularity soon because we're going to be living a lot closer together. Right now we're like 45 minutes apart, but uh, we're both moving, and it's going to be a much shorter drive. So. Yes, and the audio quality may drop because we may no longer be able to piggyback off of my dad's company's podcasting equipment, which for legal reasons we are not using. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Bye-bye, future sponsors. (laughs) 
No, we need some good mics though, so we're going to look into getting some of that. Let us know if you guys would be willing to uh, pay a dollar a month to get some exclusive content. Because we will do anything for money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Please help. We're, we're so poor. We are very poor. Matthew's going to school. I'm going to school. I'm getting married. We both work full-time jobs. And we're just trying to do this to have fun. We don't want money out of it. But if you guys want to support us, we'd love to have that. And if not, then keep listening for free. We love you guys. Yeah. Matt, you want to close us out? Oh, I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what just happened. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll have another episode up soon. Uh, tune in. Let us know if you have any questions or comments. 